Hey, this is Dwayne Larson, and welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about, well, you guessed it, music. Each week, I'll try to bring you new stories from artists and other people in the music industry. I want to make this podcast one of your go-to music podcasts. There are a few ways you can help me make this happen. Go subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, rate us. Also, tell your friends about It's a Music Thing. Nothing like word-of-mouth advertising. That goes a long, long way. Also, check out and follow our social media pages. It's a Music Thing MB on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's It's a Music Thing. The website is It's a Music Thing.com. Also, if you f- want to, drop me a line at It's a Music Thing mb at gmail.ca if you have a show idea or would like to be interviewed or heck maybe you even know someone that wants to be interviewed all right enough of my droning on and on let's get on with the show It's Dwayne from It's a Music Thing here. I hope everyone's having a great summer. As you may have noticed, uh, the interviews have tapered off a little bit, but that's because I've got a lot of things going on right now. It's the busy season for me. Um, So just trying to balance interviews and work and everything else in real life is kind of a lot. So I've kind of cut back on the interviews. They'll definitely pick up again in the fall and the winter because I got nothing to do then. So we'll get more, but I'm still doing them here and there. I've got a few other ones lined up that I'll, I'll kind of trickle out throughout the, uh, the summer. But it's a little slow right now, so bear with me. Just keep, keep subscribing, keep liking, keep telling your friends about it. But this interview, I had the chance to talk to Gwendolyn and Lucy from the band Dog Party. If you don't know who they are, that's cool. They haven't been through Canada they have a new album out, or in 2018, they have a new album out called Hit and Run. Uh, in the interview, I called it Hit and Miss. I'm sorry about that, ladies. I, I don't, maybe I was thinking of Newfound Glory. I don't know what was going through my head, but I apologize for that. And they, yeah, I think I had mentioned they're from Sacramento, California. And they're going to be here July 16th at the Garrick with Real Big Fish and the Aquabats. That's going to be, I'm, I'm very excited for that show. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a long time since I've had a chance to see the real real big fish. I've never seen the Aquabats, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I oh man, we need more ska. We need more ska going on in my our life, your life, my life, everybody's life. And so yeah, I got uh, hooked up thanks to Melanie K with uh, with Dog Party. Uh, I'd never heard of them before this interview. So I, upon doing all my research and checking them out, they've got, they're, they've been playing together since they were eight years old. Like they've got five albums already. This is pretty incredible. And they're very young. They're like, I think 21 and 23. So, you know, five albums being in your early twenties, that's pretty incredible. So we get into that a little bit. We talk about where they came from, where they're going, you know, kind of all that stuff. And it, it was great to, you know, meet them over the phone. Uh, I'm hoping to get a chance to meet them when they're in town here because they seem like very, very nice people. So definitely show up at the show early. Give them a listen. And you, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. The music is really good. It's kind of Ramonesy, rock and rolly, kind of, kind of that kind of sound. So definitely show up early. And as always, I want to thank our sponsor, DivineShirtCompany.com. 
Uh, if you need any kind of merch printed for your band or yourself, I got a shirt printed, a, a one-off shirt there. And it was great. Super affordable. Scott will do be very accommodating. And if he can't do the job, he will, you know, he'll help you out and kind of guide you. But there's not much they can't do there. They do screen printing, vinyl transfers, embroidery, and a lot more. Uh, give Scott a shout at info at divideshirtcompany.com. And yeah, here's my conversation with Dog Party. All right, I guess uh, first and foremost, uh, who am I talking to today? This is Gwenny from Dog Party, and this is Lissy from Dog Party. So I know you guys get this a lot, but uh, for anyone that's not very familiar with Dog Party, uh, how did you guys get started? And you guys have been playing, so you've been playing since you were both eight and ten years old. Yeah, fourth and sixth grade. Oh, wow. Do you, do you remember when you both kind of started to get into music? I mean, obviously it's very young. Okay. So we grew up listening to bands like the White Stripes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just always loved it a bunch. Do you do you remember like a, a band or even a song that kind of really stuck out in your head where you're like, Wow, this is this is interesting and not, you know, kind of garbage music. Um, Yeah. And my dad was like, oh, lady, it's Jack White. And I was like, whoa. And then, you know, if you, like, when you hold a White Stripes record in your hand and all the detail, like, the attention to detail and, you know, the color scheme and the design, their outfits, like, all of it is super articulate and, you know, designed to be aesthetically cool. And so it's just, it was mind-blowing to me. I know you guys could probably get this a lot, especially when you're you're working with your sister, you're constantly, you know, always with your sister, your sibling. But do you what are some of the pros and this goes out to both of you, what are some of the pros and cons about uh, working with a family member? Um, it doesn't happen with anybody else. 
TikTok thing. So I think that's really cool. Um, and but I guess a con is like <laughs> I don't know. Like today we were kind of bickering a lot. <laughs> like we weren't fighting, but we were definitely bickering. Like I've <laughs> I've been kind of mean on it. <laughs> like making like little comments. And <laughs> Gwenny has just been like kind of mean back. But at the same time, like it's good though because we are siblings. So we just kind of like shake that off. Like, yeah. Like other band people, if they weren't siblings and they were like being jerks to each other. Yeah. Other stories. <laughs> like we're allowed to be. Yeah, you could definitely know. Like even just me and my brother don't play music or anything together. But when you get into that kind of like sibling, um, not even rivalry, but you know, you're just like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And then it's like, okay, we're good now. And so you guys, you guys are, you guys are down in uh, Oklahoma right now. Um, you, from what I understand, I think if I got this right, you just got off stage, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of artists have pre-show rituals. Uh, what, uh, what does Dog Party do after you're done a set? Yeah, I still, I mean, I've been going to shows for more years than I'd like to admit. And I I still think it's cool when I see the bands come out and just hang out and even watch the other the other band sets and just, you know, say hi to people, have a beer with people. That to me, that makes me appreciate a band a whole lot more 
much more than if they're just going to go run and hide and you just don't ever see them. <laughs> yep. Other than on stage. So um, with, with you two uh, women being so young, you already have six albums under your belt. Do you feel some people especially in this in, in this music industry, kind of underestimate you guys because of your age? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, it's been an issue, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we started when we were in fourth and sixth grade, so we were playing in bars as elementary schoolers. And then, like, at that point, we were had this label of a kid band and then growing out of that label was pretty difficult because then even like so I'm older by two years so then I became an adult at 18 years old but then like and I started going to college and then Lucy was still in high school and then we both were in college and then I graduated college and and I just Lucy's just turned twenty one, so mm-hmm. it's really frustrating when um, when you're out there, you know, working your butt off, you know, doing something that you love, like putting all your passion and energy into it, and then someone doesn't take you seriously just because you're younger than them. Mm-hmm. That is really lame. And um, it really wasn't until like when I turned eighteen we got asked to go on tour with Green Day. And, mm-hmm. you know, once we made that step, I feel like we've gotten more respect since. So I'm very thankful for that experience. What What did you guys find the hardest? Because you had said that um, it you kind of went from being like a kid band or whatever to trying to be taken seriously. What did you find kind of the hardest transition from that was? Yeah. 
So the, the you guys have a new album out uh, as of 2018 called Hit or Miss, the sixth album. Uh, it took you guys over two years, and I'd read in a previous interview that you said it uh, this album has a lot more emotion than your previously re- previous releases. Um, what happened in those two years that helped shape this new record? like a senior in high school and I had just been in like a breakup with my high school boyfriend so it was like you know the first real relationship that I had been in and it just kind of like crumbled because he was a jerk Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so you know previously our songs hadn't really been like concentrated per se on like love and relationships and stuff. Okay. But, um, this record, Hit and Run, is definitely, like, focused in that. In that, uh, like, with relationships and, you know, breaking up, making new ones. Yeah, and I think um, another aspect of growth and development with that album was that we are continuing to expand the music that we listen to Mm -hmm. and we're constantly looking to learn new things. So like not only is the record like content wise, like lyrically, um, thematically more mature. Um, I would say that the actual songwriting is also elevated as well. And it's, it's pretty interesting because you can listen to, our discography and pretty much like watch us grow up because we started recording records like when I think I was in fifth grade when we recorded our first record so I mean (laughs) I was in elementary school and then now I'm in college so it's pretty cool to um to look at yeah for sure um you had also mentioned in an interview before uh with this new record you're excited about the release and this was before you had released it. Um, are you still just as excited about playing these songs live for people and kind of showing, especially old fans, uh, kind of where you're going and showing new fans kind of who you are? Absolutely. I think um, we're still integrating more and more new songs into our set um, compared, like, we played our set tonight, and then three, four nights from now, we're going to have even more new songs in the set. Yeah. I think it's really cool that, um, you know, like sometimes when you see a band that you've known for a while, you like kind of don't want them to play the new songs because you like the other songs. Yeah. But um, I feel like that's really not the case with us. I mean, like, yeah, some of our like old fans that like to hear, you know, the old songs which we play. We play a good handful of those, but it's really awesome to see people so into the new songs because I truly do think that it is our best work and um, our best, yeah, just work and a lot of aspects, lyrically, musically, and um, vocally. We have a lot of harmonies in the new songs and 
you know, people love those. So it's just, it's really cool. It's really fun to play them every night. Definitely my favorite songs to play in the set are off the new record. Like um, Operator, for example, one of my favorites to play because Gordy and I just like nail those harmonies and it's fun to watch people. Um, and then another one that I'm actually really surprised that I see a lot of people like into is called Bad Dreams, which we actually kind of recently added to the set, kind of like on a whim. But mm-hmm. then the crowd reaction has been so good, so we're definitely going to keep it in. How do you guys decide between the two of you when to kind of add a new song into your set? Um, there, I feel like after each set, we do talk about how the set went, what were the strong points, what were the weak points. I mean, we definitely did that tonight, and <laughs> we're just like, yeah, you know, we're really feeling this song, so... We should switch it out. Yeah, we like to um, have equal um, weight in, like, the who sings the songs. Um, so I have a good even even mix. Mm-hmm. But right now, it kind of leans a little bit on me, though. So we're trying to add more. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we're currently <laughs> working on it. Um, yeah, Gwenny, she is a fantastic songwriter. Um, she, on the new record, she has a good handful of ballads and we only played one of those in the set which is really cool it's hit and run um but that's the only slow song really we play and like i said she has a handful on the record so we're just trying to like pick the right mix and you know picking the right mix is kind of hard but i feel like i was thinking about this actually at soundcheck i was like you know what i feel like our set really showcases us as a band it's a really good nice mixture of our songs and i feel like people will get an idea of like who we are mm-hmm. and our relationship and stuff like that um th- this next one is going to go if i can get an answer from both of you would be incredible um can you remember a time when i guess when each of you came into uh, rehearsal or sent each other a song and you had really noticed how your sister has grown up as like a musician or a person whether this be like a lyric or some kind of music or something yeah so I think I mean Gwenny Gwenny is a really great songwriter um, I tend to write the you know majority of the content and then she'll come in with like a couple like really good songs that like shine brighter than all of mine <laughs> and so it's always I always am so excited to hear her songs and definitely um hit and run was really amazing to hear at first because when she initially showed it to me she was like yeah like I have this song like I don't really know like I guess it's okay I'm like here it is and I listened to it and I was like whoa dude like that's so cool because not only was it really clever lyrically, um, it was also very cool, like chord-wise. The chord progression was really advanced, and it just illustrates how um, she had been listening to a lot of like um, pop songs from the '60s, okay. and like really analyzed the different um, progressions. Yeah, um, but it's really cool because Gwenny always thinks of the most clever, like 
unique things to put in our songs. And so I was actually just playing on stage listening to one of the songs she has called Sapphires that's on volume four. And she says, Something like, um, oh God, what was it? Oh yeah, like, tell me my eyes glow like sapphires because that's the only way, like, you'll get into my mind. Like, what, what is the line? <laughs> Funny side note, <laughs> sometimes we're even in the recording studio and we don't even know what the lyrics do each other's songs <laughs> That's awesome. That's, I mean, there's nothing better than getting that huge burst of like inspiration and just getting it all out there so that, you know, I mean, especially for a band, you're, you're going to be ready to go or hit the ground running at least for, for the next record. Yeah, for sure. So let's go back to uh, 2016. Um, You guys get a phone call from Green Day asking to, or their booking agent asking to be on this North American leg of the revelation or revolution radio for the support slot. How did that all kind of come about? And did you think someone was just kind of screwing around with you or, and you're like, Holy shit, what's, what, what's going on? Is this for real? Um, it was pretty surprising actually, because, you know, I had heard that Green Day was going to come out with a new record, and they had released the lead single, um, Bang Bang. And, like, I listened to it. I thought it was great. And then I was, like, talking to my dad about it, and he was just like, yeah, they're, like, totally going to go on tour. Like, it would be so cool if they, like, hit you guys up and you went on tour with them. And I was like, ha, 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 dad. Like, <laughs> why would you just do that? Like, that's funny. <laughs> But then it, like, actually happened. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we, we had just come off of a normal summer tour, and we were getting back into the mode of going to school. Lucy yeah. was just starting up her first year of college. It was my first week of my freshman year of college. It was, like, the end of the week, like, Thursday night when we got the email. And, like, Gwenny called me. She was like, dude, I got this 
email and like they say that the green is looking ancient <laughs> and then they like want to talk to us yeah and i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and like i was telling i think my best friend and my best friend was like dude like don't get too excited like i don't want you to get your hopes up or anything but i was like no like you don't understand like like, this is their booking agent that just reached out to us. Like, I don't think they could ask us for anything else besides booking-related things. And so, sure enough, like, when he called the gal the next day, she was just like, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, that's that had to be incredible once you realize, you know, this is all on the up and up. It's, it's good to go. Um, what Was this your first, like, huge arena show? And what was it like to be on that stage in front of, you know, thousands of people? The first one was crazy because right before we went on stage, the whole, the crowd was chanting dog parade. Yeah, they all started chanting dog parade, dog parade. And that was, like, no other show, like, the people didn't do that. So I thought it was kind of funny. Like, everyone was so excited. Because Green Day hadn't played, like, a show in a really long time Mm -hmm. because, yeah, it was like four years. So um, everyone was just beside themselves, ready for Green Day. And like, yeah, it was kind of, it, well, it was obviously scary. Um, and they were all there to see Green Day. And, you know, there were only two bands playing each night. So it's not like there was a bunch of opening bands and they had to like sit and wait. And our set was only 30 minutes. And so, but I did feel pressure, like, you know, let's get the shit over with so Green Day can get on stage and like, yeah. do their business. I remember I, I like read some interview um, that the Dickies did a long time ago because they got a open for the Ramones and they were talking about like that experience and how insane it was. Mm-hmm. And they said like, yeah, we just put our heads down and played the fastest fifteen minute set we could possibly do just so we would get out of the way so that the Ramones could play. So I kind of felt the same thing. <laughs> like it was amazing, but I was like scared. And Lucy, you had to go back to to school after that. Was that a, a hard thing to do? Like you had just played all these amazing shows in stadiums, and now you're back at university. It was crazy because I missed like a home at the school, and like I would, <laughs> I told all my classmates like in my classes, I was like, yeah. <laughs> You said you guys had played. No, well that that's great then because I, yeah, I I not. I've been a good student my whole educational career, so <laughs> I know how to go about things. <laughs> you said you guys uh, in another interview I'd read uh, you had played uh, only one time in Canada, and that was back in 2017 in Toronto. Um, what kind what kind of uh, expectations do you guys have? for this uh, Western Canadian swing with the uh, real big fish and the aquabats? I think, well, actually, I don't know. Like, straight up, I have no idea what it's going to be like because I don't know that much about Canada. Like, when I think about Canada, I think about a map. Mm-hmm. When I think about how big it is, 
And then I think about how like far apart everything is. Yep. So I'm I'm very excited to see like the landscape. Mm-hmm. See like um, that's gonna be cool. I'm also very excited to eat the food. I don't know what kind of food people eat up there. Like the local cuisine mm-hmm. would be fun. And like different parts of Canada have very different yeah, kind of I mean like think about the United States. Like think about how many different like New Orleans is night and day from like New York City yeah. or like think about like some random town in Alabama. Like, you know, extremely different. So I'm looking forward to seeing the variety that Canada has to offer. Yeah, right right now like the the way that I had seen how you guys are routed is there's going to be a lot of long drives. It's going to be, you know, nice and flat. So you don't have to pay too much attention until you get into Alberta. And then it's going to be a little bit, uh, there'll be some mountains and stuff. So, uh, so you're, yeah, you're right now you're in the midst of tour with the Aquabats and real big fish. Uh, both of these bands have, um, I don't want to call it a weird, well, the Aquabats have a weird sound. I think it's, it's weird and quirky and fun. And I mean, real big fish is a staple of any kind of ska fans, bands, whatever. Um, how have the crowds been with you guys kind of opening up with your kind of like Ramonesy, Rocky kind of, kind of music? thinking about that because it dawned on me. I was like, um, well, Real Big Fish is, is a ska band and the Alphabats, they sort of are kind of ska-like. Yeah. They have ska, yeah, ska roots. Um, but they kind of like expand more to different things. But I just feel like Gwenny and I's music is very like pure, like to the source. Very rock and roll, mm-hmm. um, very energetic, and we play the song very well. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like, I mean, like you don't have to necessarily like the song, but we play it well. So at least we have that. <laughs> and I think um, it's, I mean, there are some lineups that are very eclectic and might not work, but having a like a five band bill of all ska bands might be a little overwhelming for audience members and so by having this slight variance um it's something similar but different and everyone's here because they love music and i feel like they're really receptive to our set and having a good time that's a better answer than i'm not <laughs> <laughs> no that was a perfect answer I, I love when, when when you go to a show and it's kind of, you know, maybe they open up with an acoustic act and then it some even a hip-hop group comes on and then there's maybe a hardcore band. That kind of integration with different kinds of musics I love because it just, even if, like you said, if, I, if you don't like the music, as long as the artist is performing it well, you can't help but sit back and look and be like, holy shit, this is, this, this is pretty good. Unless they're a hot garbage band and then you just leave and go outside. So you guys are going to be up here on July 6th at the Garrick. Uh, What, if anything, do you know about Winnipeg? Um, I know there's a song with the word in it. Isn't it 
by by the one with the cat. It, not by the cat. It, it, it's uh, a yep. It 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 sure what is. I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm just letting you uh, kind of figure it out. Wait, does the song say that they hate Winnipeg? So weak, weaker than. Weaker than. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, it is the weaker thans, and the song is called One Great City. And they do say they hate Winnipeg. And I mean, they don't, obviously, because they all still live here. Granted, they're not a band anymore, but. You know, they all still live here. You see still John Sampson plays from time to time around here. Acoustic solo shows, his new stuff he's going. But, yep, that 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 is one. So that's what I think. So I know nothing about Winnipeg. I just know that it kind of sounds like the word guinea pig, kind of. And then so <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I have not. I've never heard that one. That is great. <laughs> Oh, that is all I'm going to hear now. That is it. That's that. That's what it's going to be. Well, I, I just want to thank you ladies for sitting down and talking to me. Uh, I'm really excited to catch the show, uh, to check you guys out and to see, I mean, you know, just to see you guys perform because I've never, never seen you before. So, and the music that I've had a chance to check out and listen to, it, it, it is, it's, it's really good. I really enjoy when like you had said, you're, you're a rock and roll band and you just cut straight to the heart to it, heart of it. And I just like that because it shows a lot of passion and that kind of music and it just sticks around for a really long time. So I'm, I'm very excited to see you, you, you guys play. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. We're so excited. Canada again. What's that? We're excited go back into Canada. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to see more of Canada than just kind of the Toronto bubble because that is completely just, it's kind of a, not a scene onto itself, but it's a, they got kind of their own thing going on over there. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> not, not saying it's, not saying it's a bad scene. It's just, yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys are going to be up here July 16th at the Garrick and Thanks a lot for talking to me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, there you go. There was my conversation with Gwendolyn and Lucy. Gwenny, if you want to call her that, I don't know. I felt weird about doing that because I don't really know her. So calling someone you don't know Gwenny, I don't know, whatever. Uh, they are going to be here July 16th at the Garrick opening up for the Aquabats and Real Big Fish. Make sure you get down there early because... You, I, you always should, I always try to show up early, see the supporting acts, see the opening acts. You never know what you're going to get. And that's what I love about going to shows, especially when you don't know a band, is just learning, not learning something new. Yeah, maybe learning something new, but hearing something new, checking out something new. That's why we should continue to support live music, support going to live shows, and tell your friends about it. Same thing with this podcast. The biggest and any kind of artist, really, the biggest thing you can do is tell your friends about it. First-hand accounts, recommendations are the lifeblood of any kind of small business. 
and we really appreciate it. We being artists and musicians and photographers and podcasters, just just tell your friends about it. Even if it's not really your thing, but you think one of your friends would like it, give tell them to check us out. So again, huge, huge thank you for everyone that supports this podcast. And I hope you everyone's having a really great summer. And hopefully I'll be able to get some more out this summer. Don't, you know, take it with a grain of salt. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend or week or whatever you're having. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention, here are the songs we're going to be playing by Dog Party because I do that. See, it's been that long that I've completely forgot even what I'm doing now. Jeez, I tells you. Anyway, uh, the first song up that we're going to listen to is the song Hit and Run off the 2018 album Hit and Run. Then we're going to play Best Friend. And the last song we're going to play is Till Your Mind. I hope everybody really enjoys this. I hope I'm going to see you at the show on Tuesday at the Garrick. That's July 16th, Tuesday at the Garrick here in Winnipeg. And have a great summer.